0: What we do
1: here is go back, 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 Welcome. Welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single week. Uh, We are a weekly podcast dedicated to just all of you amazing human beings. Uh, I would say the outliers, the, the anti-status quo, artists, entrepreneurs, innovators, creators. Uh, I mean, we've got such a wide variety of people who tune in every single week from in and around the world. And I just, I truly appreciate you guys for my newer listeners because we are growing. Thank you for being here. It's nice to meet you. I'm Matt Gottesman. You can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. I do answer every single text, DM, reply, response, because it's a great way to build community. It's also a great way to hear you guys like what's what what do you guys want to hear more of are there some guests that you know you'd be curious to to connect with through here and i just really truly appreciate you guys also thank you for their five-star rating and reviews they do mean something to apple they do help get the show out there even more and uh you know to my original og uh, fan base. I appreciate you guys for being just a part of this whole journey. And like I said, we're growing. We're a little over 7 million, 7.2 million downloads. And we've got another great episode today. My dear friend, Melissa Leon is coming back on the show. She's been on before. I will do a brief Background, you know, just a a quick bio again, but we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, But she's, you know, uh, a remarkable woman. I've known her for 20 plus years, maybe 25 years, actually, when I think about that out loud, maybe even 30 almost (laughs) at this point. Now that I'm really getting it, about 27, 28 years, uh, we grew up together. She's an entrepreneur. She's co founder of Two Cents Consulting and author of her recently launched Efficiency Bitch book, Not What You Think. She'll talk about what the acronym of Bitch means. And we're going to be talking, you know, she speaks very heavily to women and um about, you know, you can have it all, but um, the, the, the crux of the theme is that, you know, how are we really managing our time and what are we really doing with it? And you guys hear me talk a lot about this, about the discipline of time and that when we are busy just to be busy and we're doing everything, we are burning out, we are unhealthy and we're probably costing a lot more in our life than actually having a lot more in our life. And that we do live in a time that is very um we're very lucky that there's a type of leverage with modern technology with efficient systems in place to allow us to have both you know the 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 passion and the work delivered to the world and a life and often a lot of people don't believe that because we have found really that there's either you hustle and have everything except your health (laughs) and a life or you have a life and you have nothing to show for it and that's Mm -hmm. kind of you know previous generation thinking again any of my older generation it's not saying that it's specifically you I'm just saying that uh, we are now living in a time where we have the options to use systems even more so than ever for greater leverage to bring our talents to the world while also having a higher quality of life. And for any of those that, uh, you know, know just recently had an entire episode on that from philosophy of leisure. So, and she's uh, lived it as well too. So Melissa, you know, finance and accounting executive, more than 20 years of experience uh, driving sustainable business growth and optimizing business strategy processes, which is why we geek out. She's worked across multiple industries and internationally, and she's passionate about binding, excuse me, building high performing teams, leadership, and maximizing every opportunity, broad based expertise, and holds an MBA and PMP certification. Um, but besides all the amazing work that she does in the the business, well, in the the, the corporate world, her fo- you know being a co-founder of Two Cents Consulting, and then you know being an author, a mom, a wife. That's what we're going to talk about more from the entrepreneurial side. But it's all related. And so, Melissa, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate having you back on the show.
0: And- to be here and i am the original og uh fan of the podcast and of you matt Gottesman. uh yes i think we are coming close to 30 years my friend yeah (laughs) we
1: were were like teenagers
0: i was 14 i think the first time i met you i was a freshman in high school so yeah yeah. and i was
1: like 16 that's right yeah so we're were little babies yeah so everybody listening uh all over the world by the way (laughs) all millions of you uh we were we were we were teenagers um you know, you wrote the book and, and again, by the way, everybody, she's been on before. So um, I'll maybe I'll link the previous episode so you can hear more of her background. This time, I want to talk a lot about the book, why you wrote it. Um, and, uh, you know, I made some notes that I want to cover. And if possible, throughout this busyness as a plague, <laughs> um, managing time takes time. In limits, uh, so I saw this quote the other day from Philosophy of Leisure um, from Julia Cameron. She quoted Julia Cameron. In limits, there is freedom. Creativity thrives within structure. I have never been more tied to that statement than right now in my life because we often think that creativity and vision and innovation and doing all of these grandiose things like it'll come when I'm inspired. No, it'll come when you are disciplined and i of all people now preach that more than anybody so i'd love that your take on that and then myths about yeah. structure and discipline and how to implement more of it so these are the, some of the different things i want to talk about but talk to me about your you know let's first i guess dive into the book and why you wanted to do efficiency bitch and what bitch stands for
0: yeah so the original story of efficiency bitch is i was 18 and i was home for my freshman year of college I, my parents were planning a u of a tailgate party Um, And I was in the kitchen kind of doing my teenage thing, you know, wandering around the house while my parents scurried about Um, and I moved something in the kitchen and my mom said, Melissa, if you're not going to help get out of here, I have an efficient system and you're messing it up and I whipped around and said, but you don't have to be an efficiency bitch and she, you know, gave me the mom daggers. Um, But over the years, it's turned into a term of endearment. So over the last many, many years, um, my mom and my sister and I have called each other EB, just the three of us. And it was a total term of endearment, something we admired in one another. Uh, All three of us have three children. All three of us have had long careers um, that we're very proud of. And we admired each other and Egged each other on to get more done faster and um, more efficiently. So, flash, flash, flash forward. <laughs>
1: uh, I,
0: I started my own business right um, three years ago, and I was continuing this like do more, do more, do more. And i i hit this I hit this moment in my personal life where I got to a place where I was drinking too much and I was doing too much stuff that didn't actually bring me value. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that looked like for me. And I was like, okay, I got to change something. And I decided to quit drinking. So it was December, 2019, I was going to do dry January and I haven't had any alcohol since by the way. And that was not on purpose. It was a hundred percent. Like I just did dry January. And all of a sudden I had all this energy. And I had all this time and I had all this momentum. And I was like, this feels really good. Like, let's do more of that. So I kept doing more of that. And over more time, I decided that I wanted to write a book that geared towards parents talking to their children about money. What I was starting to recognize as I was building Two Cents Consulting was that there was all these brilliant people out there who didn't have the financial literacy that they wished they'd had. And I started asking my friends, like, did your parents teach you about money? And some of the men would say, yeah, a little bit. And all of the women would say no, all of them. Then we started to talk a little bit more. Do you talk to your children about money? No, it's, you know, it's a grown up thing. It's not in their realm. So I started to get really curious about what was making people afraid of money and and the conversation around it. My first job as a 16-year-old was as a bank teller. And so I've been dealing with other people's money my entire professional career. Um, And I learned a lot about money. And I didn't learn it all at once. But over the last 20 years, I've I've been spending a lot more than 20 years now, spending a lot of time um, learning about finance and and the different realms of it. So I started down the path of writing a book for parents talking to their kids about money. And very quickly, I realized that my true passion lies in helping women uncover the, the myth that if you want to do it all, you're going to be burnt out. There is this huge buzzword right now for women my age and and, and a little bit older um, that says, if you are a career working person, you are career or you're a mom and you can't do both. Or if you decide to do both, you're going to be burnt out and you're going to be miserable and you're going to be fat and you're going to be angry and you're going to be unhealthy. And I just that's not my life. That's not how I run. I'm 41 years old. I got three small kids who are seven, nine and 11. I work out every day, super healthy, building a business, corporate job, like you can, you can do it all. And it started for me with money management. And so that's the very first chapter of my book. Um, the the word bitch turns into an acronym inside the book. Uh, and it's bank, inbox, time, connection and harmony. And the B chapter, the bank chapter was really um, where it all started and and how I decided to keep pushing through and making my life better um, so that I had more time and connection and harmony.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, what I I mean, there's a lot in there that I want to cover because you were also recently telling me how it was interesting how the book took time and the acronym didn't really start to come into place until like the last part of this journey, you know, um, and that why i think that's a very important thing is because we sometimes put pressure on ourselves like as i'm writing a book i've i've taken the pressure off a little bit i just kind of keep writing and bringing all of my things into um into different sections of that i want to cover and and i love that part but i'm also open to the flexibility of the things that i have not yet learned or have not yet come into clarity into the delivery of all of it together and i love mm-hmm. that you that that happened for you you know do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that
0: yeah i do my um you inspired me to start a podcast uh i don't know matt what was it like two years ago maybe at this point a year and a half ago you had me on your show and i was talking about two cents consulting and i was like you know what i'm gonna do this this is fun and so i completely diy podcast started recording in my closet and um really really did did a really low low quality version at the beginning but it, it was something to sink my teeth into and so i was doing that while i was writing the book and it just gave me this opportunity to explore my voice and explore the things that were really important to me. And so I'd have these guests on and I'd find things inside myself that I didn't know were in there through the podcast process. Um, and you know, at the beginning of my podcast, I was very into like bold, balanced, blessed. Well, it turns out I don't actually believe in balance. I, I don't actually believe that that's truly possible. And so harmony became the word that I started using instead of balance. And I still am very bold. That's definitely something, a part of who I am. Um, And I do still feel very blessed, but I really realized it was more in how I was spending my blessings and how I was using my boldness to achieve the things I wanted to do, where I switched the whole podcast and the book into using the acronym. Uh, And I didn't have to work very hard to come up with the words to fit bitch either Um, they came pretty quickly the one I struggled with was the C. so originally I had community I'm I believe deeply in philanthropy and being part of a community and I'm on a board at Planned Parenthood I'm on the board at a children's youth camp in Arizona like I'm a I'm a big believer in in putting my time and energy in places that are valuable to me but it didn't like completely click and my husband suggested connection. And I was like, that's it. It is the way that we connect with our souls. It's the way that we connect with our higher power. It's the way that we connect with each other that really transformed that C chapter. And that didn't happen until like February of this year. And it's November. I just launched the book this week. Like it was that almost last minute into the, into the process
1: you know it, it's interesting too because and that connection is even stronger based on the fact that you also had gotten rid of the alcohol part mm-hmm. you know because just from a clarity standpoint the body is a, an interesting thing the 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 cleaner the gut in the body the easier the connection i have found um but what was also um interesting and you talking about that i i recently had that discussion about balance versus harmony because with balance it's easy there's always so many things that if we look at the variable the external variables that come in like right away we can go oh well, like that that throws it off balance because that's not in alignment with something i like well life is has a lot of variables that aren't in alignment with that's how we know that they're not in alignment that's how we find what is in alignment i like harmony because it's like how am i energetically feeling
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um am i am able to handle every variable because of what i'm doing with myself and in connection with myself my higher power and god so it allows to deal with like the the imbalance of life um with all the different variables so i I really like that Mm -hmm. you know you chose harmony and connection so i just throwing that out there um what what are some of the why is everyone busy why is everyone so i i have my answers of course but like we've spoken about this but like I, A, why are they so busy? And B, why is it so hard for them to realize that they can switch from busy to intentional and have more while doing less? That's a hard concept for a lot of people. What do you mean Mm -hmm. if I do less, I can have more? That's a very difficult, it's, and it's very, we're not taught that in school, obviously. We're not taught that in the system, obviously. We're not taught that by, you know, people Um, but it's true. Yeah. So I'd love for you to go on a tear.
0: (laughs) I think we do a lot people because we can, because technology and access has made things so that we are walking around with our computer in our pocket and we are capable of doing everything. So why not? And, and I'm not saying you can't do it all. It will exhaust you to the point if, If you try, most likely, Um, particularly if you want to add other elements to your life, like if if you want to do every element of your business, rock on, you can. But if you want to have a spouse or a social life or work out or have children or any of these other things, you likely can't do every element of your business and all those other things. So. My, the premise of my message is you can have it all. You just can't do it all. And so what I've started to realize is that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. There was a time in my life where I was burning the candle at both ends to do everything. I was Girl Scout troop leader and I was room mom and I was PTO president and I had a giant corporate job that forced me to travel 200,000 airline miles a year. And I was doing all of these things and then I was wondering why 10 beers were going down so fast at the end of the night because I was so exhausted. That my brain was just begging it to shut down, but then it couldn't reboot in the morning. And I, I certainly don't mean this to be all about anti-alcohol. I I do believe there's a lot of clarity there, but I understand that's very uncomfortable for a lot of people to hear. I was one of those people. If you'd told me four years ago that leaving alcohol behind would have been the the answer to my problems, I would have told you to get out. But... Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think using help, accepting help is very difficult. Um, particularly yeah. in the female space, I would say women are generationally wired to be the homemakers and to take care of the children. And so I was generally generationally wired to think that I had to cook every night and think that I had to be the one cleaning and managing the children's schedule and getting them up and putting them to bed. And I just assumed that that was all me. But while that was my grandmother, my grandmother also didn't work outside of the home. And my grandmother also didn't build a business or write a book or have a podcast. And my grandmother did a lot of things in her generation, but that's different than how mine is. And so my mom did work outside the home and had three kids. And didn't have a cell phone, like mind blown there for a second. Like, how do you actually do life without that? But she also didn't write a book or start a business or have a podcast or I like, so, so I feel like my life has a lot of variety to it because I'm able to do it all with technology. I'm also really good at delegating. Um I have delegated a ton of life responsibility to my husband, and now we share those things. I've delegated a ton of responsibility back to my children, and I've delegated a lot of things, outsourced a lot of things to other companies who can do it better, faster than I can. Um, Yes, it cuts into my bank, which is why money is the most important element in becoming truly efficient, I believe, because without a true understanding of your money, you won't know what you can afford to outsource and therefore get faster, get stronger, get moving. Um, from a human level, like the first thing I recommend people do is hire somebody to help you clean your home or your office. Uh, you can do it. Of course you can. But should you be? And and those things, I, I talk to countless women who say, yeah, but like I can save the hundred bucks a week or I can save the $300 a month. Um, And I'll just do it myself, but it's going to take you cleaning supplies. It's going to take you a ton of time. It's going to irritate you to no end. Somebody else can do it faster and they've started a business around it. Why not offload it and give it to somebody else? You know, my, my company, two cents consulting, we do bookkeeping. How many entrepreneurs do you know that freaking hate doing bookkeeping, but they do it because they're like, Oh, I have to pay somebody. Well, I like to do it. So you're not giving an icky task away to somebody. They started a business for this. <laughs> they want to do what you don't want to do and, and hand it off. Um, and that goes from a personal perspective and from a from a business perspective. I think the, the smartest thing I ever did was starting to eliminate, automate, and delegate my tasks. That's all I talk about in the time category, in the time chapter of the book, is eliminate, delegate, and automate and and ways to do those things as fast and as cheap as possible
1: i love it you know i have uh with my newsletter simplify multiply diversify which is is, (laughs) so that's what and and it's becoming a you know it's you know i'm I'm a year into it already but it's interesting simplify multiply diversify get rid of a lot of stuff and make everything less complex that allows all the right things to expand. Oh and by the way you're going to probably need to do this in several areas to have it work for you so you can actually, <laughs> you know, grow, right? But um I love that eliminate, automate and delegate. Yeah. Um something that you brought up that I thought was really cool that came to my mind was first of all it was nice when you're talking about your grandma and your mom and you. And instead of generalizing that, <laughs> you know, which it becomes a very societal conversation. What I heard in there was team dynamic and time. Let me explain. With your grandma, it was okay. She had a role that she chose. It sounded like from the generation or just chose. And it was like, oh, I have the time. I'm filling it with these activities. With your mom, it was, I have a little less time because I'm working. And I'm filling it with these activities. But... There's also, you know, team dynamic in the home, just like with your grandma, team dynamic in the home, et cetera. And even with you now, with you and your husband, team and time dynamic. Time, you're doing all these different things, but you delegated certain things to your husband. Your husband, you do certain things, and it's a team dynamic. And so when we're – and the reason I bring this up is because if we are not understanding time and if we are not playing as a team – That's where all the societal issues come in and everybody wants to be right and you hear all the, you know, this movement or that movement or this like, it's like, we can, we're all here with gifts. We're all here soulfully to do things and we can like you to your point, we can do it all. We just, you know have to delegate and we have to mm-hmm. run as a team and we have to understand time. We have to basically be very, very, very intentional. And so I think that that when that part of the conversation is not happening, <laughs> you get a lot of people like, well, why are you doing this? And then I can do that. And again, it's like when we're pointing fingers, no, the idea is what am I doing with my time and why? What would I like to be doing? What would I not like to be doing? You said find people who can do what you don't want to do. So it's like, mm-hmm. I love doing these things. Oh, I guess I need a teammate slash partner who can help in that realm. And then also outside of that dynamic, I can have other people within those things to help me with this thing. Oh, I don't have enough of that money yet? Okay, so what do I have to earn to get to that place? And if I'm understanding about my money and I'm understanding about my time, when I do get there with my money, I'll know this is the first thing I need because I thought about my time. And I think this is where it's it's an even bigger conversation Outside of like what you're saying is, is it's the fundamentals that lead to the bigger conversation that's forcing people into what do I want and how am I going to be responsible for it? Right? Versus simply like, well, this is just how it is, or this is how I grew up, or this is what it was. And this is what you did. And this is what I'm being treated. And And that's, I think that's the difference. And and Mm -hmm. what happens is society takes on these conversations and then you got these newscasters and you got all these people talking Mm -hmm. about all these things. It's like, no, this is really about you as an individual and understanding what you want as for your life. And are you running with the people, including a partner, if that's what you choose, to do these things um, and have humility, ask for help. Oh, this is exactly what I love to do. I'm not good at these things. I need help with this. Heaven forbid you should ask for help. You know, and so it's like, you know, it's sarcastic. If anybody's listening, you can't see my like expression, by the way. You know, so I think that that's I, I love that you talk about it like that because it shows more of like, oh, here's what's important. Here's what I'm good at. Here's what I don't want to do. Here's where I need help. Here's who's here to help. Here's who's not here to help. So therefore, then I'll probably have to get that help. Here's what to consider. Now we're playing life. Mm hmm right? Now we're actually understanding ourselves and our life. And I just, I love that you brought that up. And if there's anything you want to add to that, but I was just like, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> you, yeah, know? I,
0: you know, I look back at the generations and I'm like, there's a lot of heat, I feel like, in our culture in the U.S. Right. today around right. the patriarchy and women in the workplace. and And, and I don't look at the past as big evil men who were pushing women into the kitchen. That's the way society existed because there was not enough technology to man, like refrigerators, Matt, are not an old invention. They're in the last hundred years. Like before that, my grandmother was a child and had an ice box, not a refrigerator. So they're like, The way humans have done life has shifted so quickly over the last three generations, three, my grandmother, my mother, and me. The way we have managed that over the last 100 years has changed dramatically. And we can't lean back and say, well, there's not enough women in the workforce because men have taken over. That's not the truth. The truth is that men were always in the workforce and we entered it. And yes, of course, everybody should be given simple, right?, basic rights and equality, but generationally speaking, it's it's been that way. And I'd say the converse is happening as well, where like Mr. Mom gets this rap for being a stay-at-home dad. It's not equally met on the playground or at daycare or at mommy and there's mommy and me classes. Like we're not opening up the world for men to enter there either. And so I don't mean to oversimplify the, the feminist movement because there are actually issues that need to, to need to be resolved. But I also don't want to oversimplify the fact that it's like evil men, good woman. <laughs> like, that's not the way it works. And right. I, I, hate the, I hate the added layer of um, negativity that the media has spun around a lot of it. Um, I certainly think it's crazy that we've not had a female president of the United States yet. Like, why hasn't that happened? Well, I believe, I truly do in my gut believe that it's coming very soon but it hasn't happened because we've had generations of male presidents. And so more men looked up and thought, Oh, I can do that. And so it's not that women haven't been allowed. It's that women haven't been groomed to be so. And I think we're really on the brink of a big cultural shift. I think the world that my children grow up in is going to be drastically different than the one we grew up in in just one single generation. And it's, it's going to be totally different. I mean, This is a super random comment, but I was watching Friends the other day, the TV show. And that was my favorite show in high school and in college. It is so insanely homophobic and sexist. I can't even get over it. But I had no idea at the time. No idea. It's like the way things are shifting and changing are happening at lightning speed in a way that it's never happened before. And we all got to buckle up because it's about to make a lot of people very uncomfortable but what will happen and what will shift out of it at the end is the far more efficient, harmonious um, way of managing life and of doing life, I think, for both genders.
1: Hey, fam, quick break from the show. Just to let you know, I'm doing a bit more writing on my weekly letter. It's called Permissionless. I talk about all things health, wealth, happiness and personal fulfillment. <laughs> As many of you may know, writing is my passion. I love connecting with all of you on that. I would love to see you go subscribe, mattgoddessman.substack.com. Subscribe if you haven't already. And also, please remember to leave a rating and review for this podcast on Apple or Spotify as it really helps spread the mission even further. And as the ratings and reviews go up, even more people can learn about what we're doing over here. And I really appreciate that. And of course, if there's someone you think that might be a good fit for coming on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram, as I always tell you guys, DM me at Matt Gosman. You can tag them in the message and I'll be able to look at them and try to connect. And I truly love you guys. I just want to say thank you as always. Please continue to support the show by connecting in all the other ways. And now let's get back to it. I think, you know, (laughs) with the cultural shifts too, um, what's happening is I feel like generation generationally you had one extreme. Then other generations, more newer generations, you have far other extremes. And when you remove the extremes and the nuances and you bring everything back to emotional intelligence of, you know, um, having this relationship with yourself and how you are bringing it to the world and how we are fundamentally treating each other and a respect issue, then it becomes, you know... Uh, and i do think there's going to be a culture shift and i think it's going to probably be very different than all sides look at it to be perfectly honest with you mm-hmm. i think like you, know, you got some sides are like this is how it's going to be and i'm like yeah you forcing it that way probably not going to be that way and then you have other sides you know saying this is tradition it's like well yes but the tradition did get abused mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so there's, i think there's a lot of what you're going to find is um I I believe I think it's going to be a very interesting where I'd like I'd like to believe I would like to believe that you're going to find that if culture starts to take on its individual responsibilities accountability emotional intelligence and respect and connection internally then yeah we're going to probably see you know how that's all going to Um, work together, not without disagreement, but within, you know, uh, working somehow through that. Now, obviously, old paradigms die hard. (laughs) So, like, let's let's also, you know, and I had this exact conversation that we were having, me and you, more or less, with a, a friend of mine, and I'm a rational optimist. And what that means is... I'm very optimistic about the future and where things are heading. I'm also very rational in the fact that like, you still have a lot of variables that have to be worked out. Mm-hmm. And I do see an old system does not just let it go because it's like, okay, please I'll let you all take over. No, they fought very hard for that system to be in place. They're not just going to be like, all right, let's just turn it over as evidenced in a lot of things going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and doing anything necessary to make sure it stays that way. <laughs> so, um yeah, I. But that's also what forces change. And that's the beauty of it. Because if you keep forcing something that isn't working and isn't sustainable to be a pillar of how things are running, it's going to wear down. So at a macro level, it's no different than at a micro internal level, to your point about efficiency. Yeah. If we are running ourselves a certain way, it's more sustainable. When we don't, it will break down, just like we're seeing in the macro, I think, right now. So it'll be an interesting you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it, like you know.
0: corporations are going through massive changes right now oh, yeah. in order to try to fix a problem that's been existed for a long time, but I think like to your point, like we have to bring it back into the micro level into the home. It mm-hmm. is not the woman's responsibility to put dinner on the table every night. Here's the caveat. If she likes to cook every night, freaking rock on, do it. But like the man in the household can also cook every night if he wants to do it. My husband loves to cook. I hate it. I have, do not think it's weird at all that he's the cook in the house, but I am asked all the time why I don't cook and my husband does. Or to the same point, when I was traveling all over the world all the time, the question I got asked on repeat was, who's watching your children? Who's watching my children? Like, do you know what a burn that is to a mom to be like, hey, you should really be at home with your kids right now not in Tokyo right. who's watching right. your kids while you're gone like their freaking dad is
1: <laughs> right and and this goes, stories
0: have to change
1: this goes back to team dynamic and this is what you know I'm very fortunate I, as are you uh you know we were neighbors my parents were a team dynamic my mom cooked sometimes my dad cooked sometimes and both mm-hmm. were pretty good and you know was it my mom sometimes more than others absolutely she liked it a little bit more but he didn't mind it too like was my mom watching us? Yes. Was my dad watching us sometimes or being active with like our activities? Yes. Like they just it was just team dynamic. Now, how do we get to team dynamic? We have to know individual dynamic. And if we know individual dynamic and personal growth and development, oh, I can also communicate my needs. Yeah. And you know, and 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 you're right, there's these stigmas. I have you know me by now, I have never listened to societal norms because. Society is really good at compartmentalizing everybody in accordance with their own perception, which really wasn't even cultivated by themselves. (laughs) So I'm going to listen to your path, which is uniquely Mm -hmm. different than mine, which by the way, you may not even be living your path. You may just be living a cultivated one that was put upon you from society. And I I think that's the problem is that if we don't move away from labels and from these titles and titleism and credentialism and all these other things, we we tend to kind of have to force, hence the Niches You podcast that I created, like we force people into a niche. This is your role. This is what you do. And this is how yes. it's always been done. And it's like, no, like now you're making it a human issue. People say it is a human issue. I'm like, it's a soul issue. Your soul is here to do some work. I can't totally tell agree. you what that is because your path is different than my path. So I can't yep. cookie cutter it. Yeah, <laughs> 100%.
0: So- and that's, that's for me is like what efficiency bitch is all about. Like step into being who you want to be and right. figure out the ways that you're gonna you're gonna hone in on the five pillars. It looks different for everybody.
1: But what you've done, and this is important because I want everybody to hear this, is that's also personal accountability and responsibility. I hear a lot of people fight for things, but aren't doing those things. And mm-hmm. that's also what we're seeing in society a lot, too. And the reason I'm very passionate about this is because it's all work. No mm-hmm. one is coming to save us. I wish I could tell people that that people are, but you but you don't want to. That's the beauty of responsibilities to say, "Hey, uh, free will. Here is your paintbrush and easel and you know, your 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 paint colors. It's whatever you want, but you can't force it on anybody else. And you have to create it from internal, from yourself. You know, and in conjunction with team dynamics, whoever's in your life to help move mm-hmm. it forward. But to those five also those five things that you're talking about, um uh wait what was it again Bank? What was the I in
0: Something- banks.
1: What was that? Inbox, Inbox, time, connection, and harmony. Yeah. And all that is called personal development, accountability, yeah. and responsibility. And so you yeah. solve a lot more problems. Everybody, I love it. Everybody always wants to solve like the world's problems. I'm like, And I totally get it. I think it's a beautiful thing. I would love for the world yeah. to be in harmony. Now, just, just a side note, if everybody was actually working on their own individual harmony, what would we have globally?
0: What we've got going right now? You know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> Have you read um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss?
1: I haven't. Uh, I've got the book. I started like the first couple of chapters.
0: Okay. It's super good. I referenced this in my book. He has this concept that he calls the I am normal paradox. And it's the concept that everybody believes that they're normal and everybody else is weird. So therefore, like, how can anybody be normal? Because to us, how we grew up is normal. But- I have two siblings. We all grew up in the same household with the same parents and we are totally different from one another. So it is, they're normal. I'm normal. We're all, we're all trying to figure out what normal is. And I liked your analogy of the paint because you can also shift colors or blend them together as you grow, right? Like, the colors I was painting with in my adolescence is hell of a lot different than what I was painting with in my 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And my 40s are a totally different shade altogether. So I think you build upon it as you grow. And as long as you're comfortable enough with who you are to say, like, you know what? I, I used to do that. It doesn't serve me anymore. I changed mm-hmm. my ways. Um, I'm a hell of a lot healthier now at 41 than I was I was at 25 right um and i'm doing a lot better with my money and my time and my inbox and my connections and there's a lot more harmony in my life because of it
1: i love it i love it and you know it's um and i had said here i made a note on um that you know managing time takes time <laughs> you know and it's this idea um of we it's funny when the light bulb switches and we realize that change is needed, but we have to have grace in the process because if it took a lot of time to get to the place where all of a sudden we're like, oh, wait a minute, I've got to redo some things, or I've got to think about my body and I got to put my health mm-hmm. first. I got to... And I have found that I feel sometimes, like I know you were very complimentary on your podcast to me about you know time and discipline. Honestly, I still feel like a baby because I really just started at 39, 40 years old, and I'm 43. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm like, wow, I really wish I would have done this in my 20s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, if I was being really honest, I, I, I will tell, you know, any any of the listeners have grace because on some occasion, like while doing significantly better than I ever have before, there's sometimes a little bit of a comparison that comes in of like, would I have been much further had I done this earlier? Mm-hmm. I have had been certain places and certain things done, you know, certain way, but that's where I think grace. And if you're at least doing the things, the clarity of doing those things produces direction. Discipline creates the freedom structure creates the clarity, right? So we've got all these different things that are happening. And I think that, you know, when, and I referenced structure back at the beginning of the show, I, What And I would love for you to speak on this, is that when we're creative and visionary and vast in our thinking and our innovation and anything is possible, I had learned that we can also beat ourselves down a little bit if it's great to have these things, but the overwhelm of maybe trying a lot of things to get there without knowing how you're going to get there or why you're going to get there or what I eventually learned was structure. And I was Mm -hmm. scared of structure in some way out of thinking it was going to limit my potential until I realized it actually expands it. And it was a very weird, I basically, if anybody listening, basically anything that you were taught or told, just do the opposite at this point. (laughs) Basically, anything that you're sold on, do the opposite. Anything you think you see in media or whatever, do the opposite. It's like, you know, anything you were told about your health, do the opposite. It's like, um, and that's again where accountability comes in. And I found that from structure, It was sort of like, oh, you know, um, no, by dedicating time to my work and my craft um, in these hours, I'm, you know, and if I'm not feeling creative in that time, cool. What research can I do that lends to the mastery of that thing? Oh, I don't feel like doing research today either. Okay. What can I do for bringing infrastructure into, you know, the creative aspect? Oh, today I'm feeling creative. Cool. But the creative part can go towards the mastery of the thing. Like where Kobe Bryant became Kobe Bryant. Because he loved his skill set and his Mm -hmm. talent. And he was like, I don't want to just play basketball. I want to like engulf and embody every aspect of it. And I'm willing to show up at 3 a.m. for practice and go home at 10 p.m. at night. And people couldn't understand that. But it was like, no, there's structure, which is what made him, his love grow even further for Mm -hmm. it. That's respecting it, right? Mm -hmm. You want to speak about structure and discipline?
0: Gosh, I have had a lot of it about a lot of different things in my life, a lot of structure. I, People well, I've been an EB my whole life, so I've always been really into getting things done and having the organization and having the structure. That's evolved for me. I've started using new paintbrushes over the last several years, and now I'm very intentional with how I use my time and when I use it. So I have things that I do in the morning, and I get up at the five o'clock and I go to the gym and I have 10 minutes on my phone so that I can like check my calendar for the day. And I have a sheet that I use. Um, I call it my action plan. I'm, I'm not really into like day timers, but I have an action plan. And actually I have a download um, that we can, I can give you the link for that people can use if they're interested, but it, it helps me organize my day. And it's like, here's the things that are on my mind. Sometimes it's song lyrics that are on my mind that I can't get out of my head. And I write it down or, what I got to get done today. And there's like non-negotiable. Sometimes it's things that are on my mind for next week that I got to get in my calendar that I haven't done yet. Um, And it's always shifting and always changing. And so that's, that structure for me in the morning is super, super critical. And then I get into my day and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my podcasts on Mondays and Wednesdays early in the morning so that I have a lot of energy to smile and be nice to people. And then I'm going to do my Client calls, you know, midweek from three to five. And then I'm really organized about how I spend my time so that I don't have to shift gears too quickly um, because that creates a lot of crazy burnout. I want to know exactly what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And I go through my tasks like I'm not joking on my little action plan thing. I have all my to-dos and then I'm like automate, eliminate, delegate. What am I going to do there? Am I going to automate it? Am I going to eliminate it? Am I going to delegate it? Sometimes I can't do any of those things. So I get it done and I cross it off my list. Crossing things off my list is my favorite thing to do, by the way. Um, right,
1: right. <laughs> right. My favorite so thing what? to
0: do. Sometimes I write it down just so I can cross it off.
1: I ad- really I'm one fun. of those. I saw a meme online about that. I was like, yep, yeah. that's me. That's totally yeah.
0: me. <laughs> I do that. But there is some research that that actually talks about like the, the hormone rush and the dopamine hit that you Mm -hmm. get from that. And I am a junkie for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and the structure and the order that I've been able to bring to my life, I think I know is part of why I'm successful in owning a business while having a corporate job. It's part of why I've been able to write a book while having three children. It's part of why I'm able to go to the gym every single day without fail. Like there are just things and structure in my life so that I can sit down on a Saturday and have nothing on my list and be cool with that too. Mm -hmm. And you need to kind of have all of those, those pieces in order to really appreciate it. I read once that you need to have two hours of downtime a day in order to feel satisfied. If you have more than that, you will feel unhappy. And if you have less than that, you will feel unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I've tested that theory. Um, because I'm kind of a, a goofball for data and things like that. And it, it seems to be accurate for me. If I have about two hours, I'm happy. If I have less than that, I start to feel the inertia of my yeah. momentum slowing dramatically. So even on Saturdays or Sundays, like I'll sit down in the morning and I'll be like, what do I got to get done today? We're going to decorate for the holidays this weekend, or we're going to um, pack for our trip that we're going on next week. And then I make sure that I have the downtime that I need every day to get that too.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, there's several friends, you were one of them that really contributed to my calendaring. And we talked a little bit about that on your podcast, but, yeah. um, what really I think became a game changer for me is if I am constantly looking every Sunday at the last week and then planning for the new week. And then I think about time blocking is you, you, you know, time chunking, time blocking, as I got it from you. Um, mm-hmm. And what am I doing in each of those areas? This is where it was so interesting, because I even found this, this even happened last week. So I'll share this with you, because you you helped me think through this, uh, even though you weren't there, but you were. Um, I, I was what I was doing is I was grouping several things in together into multiple blocks. I'm like, whoa, 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 like those are different things. So sprint one, two, and three should be this optional sprint four in the afternoon, because we're in kind of like a little bit of a growth period mode and a little building mode and that's fine. You know, um, how do I make them intentional and break them up? And then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, what is, um, revenue generating and what is brand building? Right. And, and, yep, two, and, different and things. <laughs> two, two very different things in art building, right? Like building your, your art, your mastery and your brand, and then building things as a business. And um, and handling your business, you know, also with some morning budgeting in there as well. Um, and what's interesting is then going in and saying, okay, what's currently going on in these areas? Mm-hmm. Then what are the tasks supporting those areas that really do need to get done right now? And to your point specifically, and that's what I want the audience to know, is that it reduced the cognitive overload of not knowing what I'm doing. And being able to sit right down and go right into it. And there's a clarity that comes from doing that. And that's why like, um, you know, and and somebody, I said this on uh, my, the the Niches You podcast, and somebody really loved it. Uh, They're like, well, how do you know where you're going? I'm like, or like, how do you know what's going to happen? I was like, because I'm preparing for it. You know, how do you know where you're going? I'm like, because I'm preparing for it, and we're in this like you know who's on first. If it's a classic you know movie get yeah. from, from our for our parents, always talk about like where they are like two people saying totally different things, you know. And I'm like because I'm preparing for it. They're like, how do you know where it's going? I'm like because I'm preparing for it, and it's this idea of when you do the tasks right when you um not tasks but like when you set up the things of like oh here's the schedule and why i'm doing these things and mm-hmm. um you know and i'm making shifts and pivots along the way um yeah you you do know where you're going and you're prepared for when it comes so mm-hmm. um there's just so much clarity that it comes from doing that and i feel like instead of feeling scattered all the time we're now more Uh, efficient, (laughs) where, where, you know, where you understand our our bank, we understand our inbox, (laughs) we understand our time, our connection and our harmony. So I love, I love the acronym. I love it. Would, um, like what do you have going on now like what's like the most i know you just launched the book this week um yeah. like officially launched the book what how's that going do you you know what's coming up next i know that that's already like a big thing to just even be doing is it just more of like just kind of spreading that word including on this podcast which there will be a link for everybody to go buy it <laughs> for everybody to go buy it just plug Sorry, in that, Amazon. that
0: was it. Sorry, Amazon. yes um yeah this week has been all about launch 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 i mean you know i thought writing the book was hard um and then what I realized was the self-promoting was even harder. Um, I realized I, I have no problem promoting my business. Like <laughs> right. I can stand behind, you know, our services and we do this and we and we and us. And and then it came down to the book and it's got my name on it by itself. And it was like, oh, that's like true self-promoting. Even the podcast, I can, I right. feel like I can say we because I have people who help me produce it. Um, even though it's me as the host, it's still us behind the podcast. This was me and it was really hard and really draining. And um, I learned a lot about myself even through the self-promotion process. But of course, because I am the way I am, I'm already thinking about book number two. Um, I really want to write Efficiency Bitch for a Business Owner. Like This is really about your, your individual human life. And while it the subtitle is how ambitious women can have it all without doing it all. It's really for people in general. Um, Subtitles have to be really specific about who they're talking to and what they're talking about. But um, men, I know have read it and have enjoyed it, but I want the next one to be about how to run a business efficiently and completely so that you, gosh, I mean, the, the last three years have exploded the gig economy. I mean, The gig economy really existed quite a bit prior to COVID, but it has reached levels that no one could have imagined. Everybody I know has a a side (laughs) hustle, but now everybody has 30 side hustles, right? Mm -hmm. It has just completely exploded. Um, And what I find a lot is people don't completely know how to manage their money or their inbox or their time for their side hustles so that'll be kind of step number two and then two cents is growing like crazy um we've 300 percent growth this year Mm. alone um that's definitely next for me too to continue to do that my husband left his job earlier this year to support two cents completely because Mm. um well we needed the we needed the support there so that's been really fun to have him home you know we went from seeing each other like three hours a day to 24 hours a day. So that's, um, and it's all been really, really positive and successful there. The book so far is doing crazy good, far more than I expected. Um, You know, the launch day and the launch week are super important. Like it helps the algorithm of Amazon start to um, tell people, recommend the book and all these types of things. So it hit Um, 10 different bestseller lists in the first 24 hours that it was on Amazon. So that was wild beyond my expectations Um, in a variety of categories, which is interesting because it's hitting like family planning, motherhood. um, And then it was like business forecasting, business time management, like it was hitting multiple categories inside families, inside parenting and inside business, which I think Mm. speaks to the nature of efficiency bitch and women like me who want to have it all um so hopefully it'll continue down
1: that path wow i love all of it uh and i look forward to being a part of it you know and seeing where it all goes and yeah you need to come in and run my stuff (laughs) at some point uh, i'll be i'll be bringing it there within within some good good amount of time for sure but um No, and I, um, it's great what you brought up about the gig economy. Um, It's nice to no longer sound like the crazy person after, I don't know, 20 years of saying it. So I feel really good that people are like, hey, he might be onto something. I'm like, wow, that took 20 years, (laughs) (laughs) a long time, you know, and now people are like, have you heard about this? I'm like, really? That's kind (laughs) of now you're just slapping, just (laughs) slapping me in the face on top of that after, I don't know, you basically said I was being the most irresponsible person in the world for all these years. I really appreciate that, you know, but yeah, we're living in a really great time that, um, you know, is, again, that's where it comes over and spills over into what you're talking about. And in, we can leverage technology to be more efficient, to grow things at scale without doing all the things, but doing the right things and within specific areas that we want to help and serve in the masses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful part about where we're at. So uh, I love it. Thank you. Where can everybody find you online?
0: On social media I'm at @efficiencyb or Two Cents Consulting. It's S-E-N-S-E, like making sense. Uh, the books mm-hmm. at EfficiencyBitch.com and, and Amazon. Um, get a hold of me, any of those places.
1: Amazing. And you'll give me all the links and I'll put them in the show notes so everybody can for find sure. it. So uh, yes. thank you again for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it for, it. for having round me, too. Matt. Absolutely. For everybody listening, go check out TwoCentsConsulting.com. That'll lead to everything else, but you can also, um, you know, efficiency bitch on Amazon. I'll put all the links in and, um, you know, just want to thank you guys for always tuning in. Please uh, feel free to leave a very seller five-star review, written review. Apple really appreciates it. I really appreciate it. Uh, but I appreciate you guys as listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in for my amazing close friend, childhood friend of almost 30 years, Melissa Leon, for myself, my goddessman, for the hustle sold, <coughs> excuse me. I'm all choked up. And for the hustle sold separately, we're out.